You're listening to Honest Praise Reviews. Where we honestly review praise and worship music. Yep, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> this week, we're reviewing Whole Heart. It's a passion album. Not just an album with passion, but by the artist Passion, which I still don't fully understand. I thought it, I used to think it was like a group of artists that came together for a conference, but I guess they're their own artists. They're an artist. They just also happen to have a conference, which was Jesus culture, but then they just got so big. I think they just kind of decided that they're going to be an artist too. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Anyway, uh, let's go. So, Whole Heart, pretty cool album title, don't you think? Um, it's kind of hard to judge uh, it's, an album by its title. Yeah, let's not do that. It's like a book by its cover. <laughs> I don't know. We just listened to the album like a bunch of times over the past couple weeks and forgot the title of it. Quick disclaimer, Michael, this episode, will be installing a Fishman triple play on his guitar while doing this podcast. Here's a, here's a little tip for those of you who play guitar. The screw that goes into your strap lock on the body side, well, I guess it's through both the body. Which side would you call this? The <laughs> end. The, not the end the, of your body, not the arm. Not, not the part by your... The horn. They, it's called a horn, sorry. The arm. Well, it works for both. It doesn't matter. When you're putting, when you're rescrewing strap locks into your guitar, put candle wax on the screw and then it'll lock in like a charm. Well, that's good to know because I'm still stuffing toothpicks in mine. I have to do it like every three months. Is that real? Yeah. Oh my gosh. My guitar is a mess. Yeah, you might, you might also need to go up and size to the size screw. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea, but I don't know. Because I kept running out of fuel every time I would get okay. Okay, first track of the album. So how we're gonna do this? Usually we just do one song per episode, uh, but the next two episodes will be about this whole album. We'll touch on all of the songs, but not nearly as in depth. But you'll still get a whole general feel of the album. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. This was our original intent, but it's just way easier to do one song at a time. Yes. So we're going to start with production on part one, kind of like we do in one episode. And then the second episode, part two, will be just songwriting and melody. Yeah. So. So first track. Yeah. Off the bat, Whole Heart. Oh, that's the name of the. Uh, that's the name of the first song. <laughs> How about Whole that? Heart. So. It's, it's like a bands, was, bands that have their name and then their first album is the name of their band and then they have a song that's the name of their band on the album. <laughs> that's definitely happened too many times than it should have. I can't think of a single instance though. Uh, classic rock, it happened a lot. I feel like that's something Metallica would do. 
Metallica on Metallica by Metallica. <laughs> I don't think that exists. It does. It's just something that I feel like they would. All right, first song, Heart. <laughs> so this song was nostalgic when it started playing, and for not all the good reasons. Yeah, I definitely heard that before. What does it sound like specifically? I don't think it's anything specific. I think that's exactly why this won't get that great of reviews. I think it's because it's not specific. It just sounds like every conglomerate of a worship song. Yeah, I will say I listened to this album more than once, and I can barely remember anything on it. That was a great way to put it. I've listened to, I think I've listened to it three times now, and I can't recite one song other than the ones that they didn't write. Yeah. Crowder's, Crowder's was unique, but that's about it. Yeah, we're off to a good start here. I think there was one unique thing about that Crowder song. Anyway, well, we'll get into that later. Well, just the <laughs> melody was a little more rememberable, but. Yeah. Rememberable? <laughs> Memorable. 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 All right. So the production on Whole Heart is like got, you know, big drums, big guitar with <laughs> reverb, and which I'm all for. I use reverb. I don't know. It just it sounded super It's going to be really hard to try to pull out anything <laughs> unique in this. I'm yeah. Sorry. I don't even think we need to go over any one whole song. Oh, Actually, yeah. I fully believe that once we're done going over the production of this song, we will have covered the production of all the songs except for the last one. Yeah. I, I took some notes on a few of the ones that towards the end, but I would say from whole heart to more like Jesus, that first half of the album, you've pretty much got the basic idea of the production. The best one on there is Reckless Love, and it's not it's not their song. Ooh, that's gonna get touchy when we when we get to there. Update, Michael has now coated the screw in wax. Yep. Okay, so this sound... This is hard. In 2018, this sound, like the least amount of, of instrumentation and production that you need to create a worship song is, yeah. is... I'll say this, you guys should just know better by now. As producers, as writers... I think I think you're letting the Christian community down. You're just not, I don't know. I would have to agree. I've even been thinking a lot about like, even though it's kind of the sound of the genre of music, and I understand that, it just still sounds lazy. I th there's plenty that you can do to change your sound without completely changing the style of music. No, you don't have to sound like young and free. You don't have to sound like, an EDM, oh, like, artist. an EDM artist or anything. There has to be something else that can be done, though. And I know we're not particularly experienced in writing and producing for multiple albums, but I still feel like there's more that can be done. Here's what I know. Writing and producing is really hard, especially doing it creatively. And there's artists that they, it takes them two, three, even five years, you know, Anthony Gonzalez on M83, like he takes forever to come out with an album, but it's so worth it. Oh yeah. Junk's his best album, by the way. You can fight me about that if you want. Yeah. Well, I'm just using an example, but if it takes you longer to write and produce an album, but 
the music is so much better. Isn't it so much more worth it? Yeah, you're not going to get as much money as if you released an album every two years. But in my opinion, I don't know. I would have to do the math on that. Like, is it worth it? Do you get just as much money if you wait and release an album that everyone loves and just gets a ton of hype? Or a a bunch of mediocre albums in two years? I don't know. Plus the satisfaction of writing a good album. Yeah, like feeling good about your work. I, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that the producers of this album finished up, sent off to mastering and was like, yes, like this is my absolute best work. It just sounds so unfulfilling to write an album that you've written before. That a lot of people have written before, yeah, not just it, you. It doesn't sound fun at all. It doesn't sound like if I put that out, I'd be like, I'm happy with this. I did my best. It would just depress me a little bit. As a producer, you didn't even have to produce. You just told the instruments to do as least amount as possible to get the job done, and then you just had to mix, oh, add man. plugins on it. Like I don't know. It's just it's really frustrating. Not that that's all that mixing is, but it definitely is a lot easier when it's something you've done a million times. I, for one, would much rather have to mix something that I've never done before. Yeah. I don't. It's it's uncomfortable stepping out of your boundaries when we listen to an artist that we think sounds so cool and then we try to recreate that sound and then we get frustrated and we want to punch our computer. <laughs> yeah, because... like <laughs> That's part of it. That's part of growing as a producer and learning and branching out and trying new things. It's pretty hard to say that they didn't try on this at all. We don't know them. We don't... The mix is great. Yeah. The vocals are great. I'm sure that... I don't know if those... I know how... Passion used to produce albums. They basically would record the the arena or stadium that they did the conference in. They would record the musicians playing live just for the producers before the people came. So they would just play to an empty stadium, essentially. And they would do that multiple takes until they were really satisfied with the takes. And then they they would do another recording of each track live with the congregation of the people there in the conference and then that would use that for the the crowd mics and there's that's like a great blend. the problem isn't even the mix that was done really well yeah i don't know how hard it is to record a live album i've never done it before i imagine it's not easy we've done it before just not correctly <laughs> i was i had no part in the recording of that's that. right we, <laughs> we've been my, a part of those things but i was just we were not in charge pretty terrible 16 year old <laughs> <laughs> not probably not the best takes. I know for a fact they weren't the best takes. I've heard it. Anyway, that's all whole heart sparked for us. Uh, and then Almighty God with Sean Curran. I think that's how you say he's the guy from Bella Reeve, and I like him a lot. Man, his voice is killer. Yeah, can't talk too much about it because that'll be on part two. But yeah, yeah. Bella Reeve was safe production. You mentioned that. I wouldn't say safe. I just said it was a little cheesy. It's kind of older now. It definitely was a lot different than what other Christian artists were doing. And you said their last album was 14, 2014? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Sorry if we're wrong on that. But So it was understandable then. It was was a little cheesy, but it was still cool and had a little fun things going on. It was creative. It was was different. Even if I don't like something like... I didn't like Wonder by United that much, but I give them mega props for just sounding different. Oh yeah. If you look at the difference between their albums, I'm like, awesome. You're doing something different. Not totally my style, but I dig it. 
Yeah, they were just getting comfortable with that 80s synth sound, and then they were just like, took a hard something shift. else. So much respect for that. But um, unfortunately, that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> no. Yeah, so sticking with production, whole heart all the way to what was the song I said? More like Jesus. It's just, we don't need to focus on each individual song. It's just all the same there. Yeah. Production style, same instruments, same sounds. Also, I'm going to go ahead and bring something up. I don't see the point in releasing another artist's song as your own on your worship album. I'm going to rant really hard about this. All right, let's hear it. A lot of people's arguments are, well, the original writer still gets the royalties. Well, guess what? Guess how royalties work. You have songwriting royalties and you have production royalties. Guess who gets the production royalties when the song is written? So Corey Asbury's producer, I don't know if it was Gabriel Wilson or I don't know. One of the guys at Bethel Music did it. I don't know who. Guess who gets the production royalties when they write a song and record it and release a song together? The producer. Yes. Guess who doesn't get the royalties when an artist re-releases a song that was already written? Ooh, let me guess. The producer? (laughs) So when they reintroduce a song like this, which by the way, how long has Reckless Love been out? Not that long. Like, it's maybe okay to do when... They did it with Great Are You Lord. That song's been out forever. Not forever still. That's still pushing it to me, though. Like, I bet it's been four years. Okay. All right. I'll I'll give you that. I could be wrong. But you didn't even give the producers of Corey Asbury's track a chance. Like, they deserved that. Yeah. And you just stripped it away from them. I completely 100% understand playing another artist song at a worship conference like that. Completely nothing wrong with it. Oh, yeah. That's totally fine. I encourage it. But just cut that on your album. You don't need to release it for yourself. That was it's not even so better. unnecessary. No, it was worse. It's the same thing, just not quite as good. <laughs> it's so fr- and I'm going to say it, but Caleb is, does this notoriously. Oh, man. So you have two versions of Holy Spirit written by under the same label. Absolutely safe. Great. One's studio, one's live. But when Francesca Battistelli re-released that song in such a small marginal window, those producers lose all those royalties. And unfortunately, when you look on praise charts, hers is much higher than Jesus Culture labels. And that's so frustrating to me. Yeah, newsboys do it. When you re-release an artist's song, you're not just blessing the original writer with the royalties. You're completely sideswiping the original producer that helped create and shape that song with the writer they work together on that and now that producer doesn't get any of the royalties when you re-release a track that's super frustrating we also get it that the original producer probably doesn't actually care that much i would i mean yeah if if this version of reckless love gets enough attention each every one of those listens the zero dollars in those royalties go to the producer yeah, but they also had to give permission, didn't they? Or just the songwriters had just, to because... No, yeah, but I don't know how that works. Neither do I. We don't know everything. Those are those music legal things that we stay out of. Yeah. All right, are we, are we about done with this tangent? I don't... Yeah, I think we're done with the tangent. Let's talk about some of the highlights in the album as far as production goes. The first song that was finally like oh that's kind of different was ghost by david crowder in the beginning there's 
It's like that percussive little samples thing. going on. This sounds good. Like a marching. Yeah. That Unfortunately, was, that was the only thing that stuck out to me with production on that song. That's it. <laughs> That's actually the only thing that stuck out to me Other with production the on, in, the in the whole theme. album. Yeah. The Southern gospel. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the only thing I heard. There was, there was a synth in ever almighty in the beginning. I was like, Oh, and then as soon as the acoustic came in, it was oh, man. completely buried. We already talked about acoustics, right? Yeah, we don't, we don't need to talk about yeah. acoustics anymore. And organs. <laughs> no, we, we we'll agree to disagree on organs. But Ghost was like, okay, here's... And then there's a slide guitar. And I was like, oh, it's a little different. Not that I think yeah. slide's original, but it's just the fact that... Didn't expect it on this album, you say know, that. Wasn't a normal guitar playing a D-shape with reverb and delay drenched. And then on All My Hope, it's like this Southern gospel feel, which is a Crowder song anyway, but it's fine because Crowder's the one singing. And uh, Torin Wells, is that how you say that? It's like Lauren, but with a T. That's how I would assume it's pronounced. Torin Wells. I'm so sorry for butchering your name. It's a cool name. That's a cool name, yeah. It's the future where people have cool names. Not everybody's named Tom or Daniel. (laughs) Or David and Michael. The guitarist definitely overplayed the entire time. Yeah, he was good. Like he could play the riffs well and he had strong. I could tell he wasn't uncomfortable on the fretboard. Definitely played some blues before. He did overplay. He did a good job on the parts that he played those parts well, but in context to the actual song, it was overplayed and it should have been a little bit more tasteful. Yeah, it kind of sounded like if a 15-year-old was pretty good, but had never played with a band before. It wasn't quite that bad, but I got that vibe from him. He's a musician. He's a good, solid musician. Just got a little too excited, I think. Yeah. I was, it was kind of a breath of fresh air in the sense it didn't sound like the rest of the album. Yeah, at but least that's he about just it. dotted eighth note delay. I would say that's about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think Southern Gospel is back in style at all. No, I, it's kind of cool that they did that. A lot of people like that style. I think it worked well for that. But. I think Will Reagan does a better job making that Southern gospel a little bit more tasteful. I think so too. But it's still, it was nice little change up. That unfortunately about covers it for the production of this. I am really sorry that we didn't go over in more depth about what some of the production aspects were, but... There wasn't any. (laughs) There wasn't any to go over. There was nothing to really talk about. We hit the points where it actually got interesting on the two songs of the album, but that's about it. All right, so that's the whole production part of the album. In the next episode, we'll talk about songwriting. And melody. And melody. It'll be a good time. Hopefully. If you've never listened to this show before, head on over to episode zero. You can find all of our episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms. And also our website, honestpraisereviews.com. That's honestpraisereviews.com. I've always wanted to say it like that. <laughs> also, if you were really flabbergasted by the way we reviewed the production on this album, tell us about it. Yeah, we'd love to hear other people's opinions. We're not perfect. This is very subjective. Tell us what you think. There's a nice little form at the bottom of the website. So listen to the next episode to find out if the lyrics redeem the production.